You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. You're out, you're about, but you want your Dan Patrick. Well, good news, he goes everywhere with you. If you miss the show, you can podcast it. If you want to see the show, just go to Peacock and we stream it live every weekday. Watch past episodes too. The Dan Patrick Show, available anywhere you are, any way you want it. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show, where the poll questions have taken a turn since the departure of McLovin. Which would be worse, peeing your pants on the sidelines and then having to play the rest of the game 90 plus degrees or 30 or lower degree? You know, I can't ask a tough question occasionally. One is swampy, the other's freezing. Yeah, I'd rather be swampy than frozen. Yes, he The problem with the cold weather is you're going to be cold. Then you're going to get about 20 seconds of warmth that you're like, oh, that feels good. And then it's frozen. That is terrible. Did you ever urinate in your uniform? Oh, yeah, pretty much every game. From the pee in the pants to the ball in the end zone. We're covering every aspect of the NFL playoffs. As a tribute to the listeners of this program. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Ah, uh, come on in. Stay a while. Or at least for the next hour. Carson Palmer will join us. We'll dissect what happened yesterday and Saturday and have him handicap tonight's game. As you have the Cardinals and the Rams. Rams favored by three and a half. The winner gets to go to Tampa Bay. I just saw this. China says tickets for the Winter Olympics won't be sold to the general public due to COVID-19. I also saw a story with the Winter Olympics that those who do go are told to clap, not yell. That when you go to the Olympics because of COVID, when you want to celebrate, clap, but you can't scream, can't yell. They're encouraging you not to say anything during the Olympics. I don't know how you enforce that. Hey, knock it off. Like, even if you go over there and say, hey, knock it off, you're yelling too. Like, do you have to go <laughs> and then just point at somebody? All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. By the way, the Winter Olympics will be on uh, NBC and Peacock. Poll question for the final hour, Paulie. All right, I have a different poll question. The last uh, hour is who's to blame for what happened in Dallas, and it's mostly Mike McCarthy. The refs are getting only 5% of the heat in the poll question. I did want to play this before we get to the poll question for the final hour. Here's Dak Prescott saying after the game that they practiced handing the ball to the referees in the situation we had yesterday. Yeah, I mean, no, we've practiced it. You hand it, you hand it to, the, to the center. The umpire, all he has to do is usually come in and tap the ball. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, don't don't know, don't necessarily know exactly why the why the hit happened. I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I know he's going to come in and touch the ball. Uh, I, we can say yeah, he needs to be closer to the ball or whatever. But um, in hindsight, I mean, it's just tough. Just yeah, tough, tough to tough to accept. So you practice this. Why did you give it to the center? Now he does say there in his uh, soundbite, well, we do give it to the center and then the official comes in and taps it. Given the moment that you've just run 15 or 20 yards, that official has to catch up with you to be able to tap the ball. First of all, you give it to your center. He has a bad spot because he's up about a half yard. Now he's got to bring it back. The official's fighting through the lineman so he can touch it. 
instead of Dak getting up and finding that official and giving it to him and getting out of his way, because that's the most important guy on the field in that moment, is that official. He has to tap it to say, now you can start the play. I'm not buying it. That if you did practice that, you didn't do a good job when you had the opportunity to put all of those times that you practice. And now you get that opportunity. This is where Dak has to say in the huddle or your head coach or offensive coordinator have to remind everybody, hey, once he's down, he gets up. That official has to spot the ball and we have to be at the line of scrimmage. Right? Like there, there, there's nothing else to discuss. There's no wiggle room there. You know that you don't have that much time. And for a coach who's not good with clock management, he's the one that should be saying, hey, make sure you let that official spot the ball so we can spike it, and then we have 24 yards to play with to get into the end zone. Yeah, Paul. Just to play devil's advocate, I, and more so I'm quoting players. I heard about four different players on ESPN and other stations say, yeah, they, the play was risky because there's not much time left. Dak and his center didn't do a great job. But the ref was slow on the gun. The ref was not there. And the ref didn't need to spot it twice. And the ref didn't do them any favors. They're, they're not saying the refs were at fault. They're saying the refs also didn't do that ref, I should say, didn't do all he could. Well, what is he, 55 years of age? He's not running a 4-5 to get up there. How, how fast did they think he was going to get up there to play devil's advocate to yeah. your devil's advocate? Yes, Eden. Because I, I think all of the things that you're saying right now, it's partially why it might have been a bad play call. If you're, if part of your the design of your play is we have to wait for this dude to get up here to spot yeah. the ball before time runs out, maybe yeah. it's not the best play. Yeah, yeah. Or, or not executed the right so way. So you're playing devil's advocate to my devil's advocate to Paulie's devil it's advocate. Devil's advocate three times removed. Like a double negative. Okay. What is the final hour poll question, Paulie? Which is worse? Just missing the playoffs, Browns, Dolphins, Ravers, Raiders, uh, Chargers, Vikings, losing painfully in the first round of the playoffs, Cowboys, Patriots. Well, if I'm a Patriot fan, I, I don't feel bad. We made the playoffs, and this is part of our rebuild. Now, you got embarrassed on Saturday night. If you're the count, I mean, this set up so well for the Cowboys. This, is, this was the year where I thought if, if they're going to be, you know, getting into the Super Bowl or at least in the conversation, now you have good offense, you, you've got good weapons, you've got playmakers on defense, your defensive coordinator is really good in Dan Quinn, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore seems to be, uh, you know, a guy on the rise. Not big Mike McCarthy fan, but okay, he has experience. And this was the year. You're at home. And you couldn't get it done. You couldn't beat Jimmy Garoppolo. That hurts. And the way you lost. And you scored seven points in the first three quarters. And you had an opportunity. I think losing painfully in the first round the way the Cowboys did. Because, you know, the Vikings and the Chargers. Well, the Chargers, that hurt too. Because it was right at the very end where they don't get in. The Ravens, Browns, Dolphins always felt like they were holding on for dear life. That Cowboys lost, man. That one's that one lingers. But I do think this, because of that controversial, I guess if you want to call it controversial, last play of the game, it allows Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott off the hook. 
because we're not really talking about that. I mean, if you think about it, that was a bad play or a bad result. The rest of the game was bad, too. And those are the two key components there. And it feels like, you know, hey, you know, the, the referees did this to us. No, you had 14 penalties. Seven were, you know, pre-snap penalties. You kept the Niners' drives alive? Yes. Yeah, and maybe I make too much of it, but you, you still don't put up enough points after Nick Bosa's knocked out in the second quarter? Yeah. And you still, I don't know. And, you, and it felt like Dak wasn't going towards C.D. Lamb. I don't know. He didn't even look at him. Yeah, I, He didn't even look in his direction. Yeah, I'm just curious about that. And, and Zeke is not one of my favorite running backs, obviously. I've stated that. He's, when you're expensive and you're average, not, not a bright future, at least for me. And I think he had 11 carries for 22 yards at one point. Like, those are diminishing returns. And, and I'll give San Francisco credit. Uh, of, of shutting that down. But they put pressure on Dak using four down linemen. They didn't have to bring anybody. Remember when Dallas used to have a great offensive line? That we would always say, man, but they got a great offensive line. We haven't been saying that as much as we used to. Yeah, Paul. And the running back position, look at the Chiefs. They used Jarek McKinnon, who's been on about three different teams. Yeah. He's a good running back, but he was a, he was a college option quarterback from Georgia Southern. And he tore it up for the Chiefs yesterday. They just next man up at the running back position. Uh, phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. We'll talk to Carson Palmer. He'll join us uh, coming up. We all know that the Patriots are one of the better coach teams in the NFL, but that didn't help them on Saturday. The Bills scored a touchdown on every offensive possession until they took a knee at the end of the game. That doesn't, that doesn't happen against the defensive-minded head coach of the Patriots. I don't know how New England feels about their performance. I guess you have to look at this and say there was a one-year rebuild. We spent money in free agency. We got a rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, who showed some promise there. But I don't know if they have their quarterback. The more I watched, and, and watching a complete game, a lot of times we just look at highlights and go, all right, okay. But he doesn't lack confidence. I just don't know if the team has, the coaching staff has confidence in him. It's not like he's going to be Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. But if you're Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert light, then that might just be good enough. Tom Brady had no athleticism. But Tom Brady had a really good arm, strong arm. Mac Jones doesn't have athleticism. But he doesn't have a strong arm. I don't know if you can make his arm better. But... There, there are throws that are made, and like you're watching Joe Burrow make throws, and you're going, those are a 10-year veteran. You know, when you, you come out and you have your game analyst or the studio analyst go, wow, okay, like that, that got my attention there. Uh, Joe Burrow got people's attention. Yes, he But it's not like Mac Jones is really throwing to – murderer's row out there. I mean, Jacoby <laughs> Myers is your best wide receiver. Nikhil Harry, they only use to block now. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, he's probably past his prime. Tom didn't have anybody to throw to. He had better people than those guys. <laughs> <laughs> For short periods of time, like yeah. Moss. Yeah. Had Gronk. Had Moss. Yeah. But if you know this as a coach, you know, then Belichick knows... I did a poor job in getting weapons for Mac Jones. If I'm moving on from Cam Newton, then 
the great Bill Belichick made a mistake here. But this is probably why this season ultimately is a pretty big success, just making the playoffs. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they do in the offseason. They have uh, more than $25 million in cap space this offseason, and, and maybe they have something in Mac Jones. Yes, Paul? And for Gronkowski to have a big game yesterday to get a touchdown while he's battling with those USAA people to yeah. still get the insurance. There was a new commercial yesterday. He's still battling. Yeah, I don't understand that. USAA membership? Like, why does Gronk want to weasel in and get insurance? And they that? made it clear. Your dad was not in the military. You weren't in the military. You're not getting it. Yeah. He does not. He's not backing down. Boss dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like Mahomes and Rogers don't want us to get their rate. Yeah, dude, you guys are worth like a billion dollars each, and you're going to complain about average people getting some kind of savings? What the hell's wrong with you guys? I have a problem with that. Help a brother problem. out. Yeah. Like, Gronk, No. You don't get that. Really, Patrick? You're working there just to get the discount on your sneakers you could afford them? Pay the full price. You got $500 million in the bank. Uh, the Gronk commercials aren't good. I might be taking these commercials too seriously. Yeah, I do. I do. I t- Well, you know, those commercials where you cry, like, I take those seriously. Like, <laughs> she got him his, his Chevy Impala refurbished for Christmas. <laughs> My dad's dead. Oh, that didn't get you? Yes. Oh, it got you too much. Yes, hell yes. My dad's dead. She got him a great Christmas gift. I'd like to get my dad a Christmas gift. Can't do that. It's only been 40 years. What would have been the car you bought your dad? What would have been like... Oh, I wouldn't have gotten him a car. But was there one that like he couldn't afford and... He, he, he chose the worst cars ever. <laughs> he did. He, you know, he was a wonderful man. But he, he just had terrible cars. Terrible. <laughs> And, you know, there's six kids. We had one car. My mom didn't even have a car when she was at home. She had to rely on the neighbor, uh, Ruthie Batchy, to take her to the grocery store. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. So my mom would flag down a ride to feed six kids. You know, the whole trunk would be filled with groceries. All righty. Let me get a couple more phone calls, then we'll take a break here. Uh, Andrew in Washington is back. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan and the guys. 57165. All right. I got a best and a worst and a weigh-in on the poll question. Best of the weekend was Duke men's basketball beating NC State on Saturday. The worst was the Lakers losing to the Nuggets by 34 on Saturday. And the high score for the Nuggets is some player named Bones. Then LeBron sent out an apology last night to Laker Nation. So um, <laughs> I don't know where they're headed or what they're doing, but the Lakers are on a good path. And um, so, But weighing in on the poll question, actually – it was for hour two. Sorry about that. But I think Jerry Jones might be the answer to why the Cowboys lost. Uh, the, the Cowboys have went 11 straight playoff appearances without reaching a conference championship. That's the longest active streak of reaching the playoffs without reaching a conference championship since the AFC and NFC were created in 1970. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Sounded like a stat of the day, but okay, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Stop. Take a break. Carson Palmer joins us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Oh, I love that Seton sends out a tweet and he's got Michigan Wolverine fan base upset with him. Hearing, hearing from Charles Woodson? Yeah, I was like, I looked like double take on my phone. I was like, oh, dang, I just got Charles Woodson mad. And then Charles Woodson played the uh, I played, you didn't play card. Basically, yeah. yeah. He said, I hope you played in the rivalry. I'm like, uh, no, I definitely did not. I'm like, I didn't even go to college, you sh- dude. You should have You should have acted like you played. You know, just say you're a punter. Well, there's about 1,500 people who were like, no, he didn't. He's riding Dan's coattails. He's a hack. No, he never played anything. He doesn't have an athletic opponent's body. Now, what did you say that it was basically the Bills beat the Patriots is like Michigan beat Ohio State? Right, exactly. I was trying to make a comparison that it's just like, you know, the, the Bills were celebrating like they had just won the Super Bowl. And it's kind of like, well... Michigan, even after getting smoked in the playoff, they didn't really care because they're like, remember we beat Ohio State? That was uh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, Paul. We said it on the air, though, when Michigan beat Ohio State handily this year, this season is success no matter what happens in the college football playoff. Yeah. It still feels that way. Yeah. Carson Palmer's weekly appearance during the NFL season brought to you by our friends, our partners, Level Select CBD. Looking for next level relief? Visit Level Select CBD. Dot com. Carson Palmer, uh, three of his former teams were in the playoffs. Bengals, of course, advancing uh, against your Raiders. And now you have the Arizona Cardinals tonight against the Rams. Let's start with the Bengals. What do you see with Joe Burrow as a former quarterback looking at a current quarterback? I think the thing that jumps out to me most is just his calmness. And it's since, you know, since his first start as a rookie, he just has a certain poise and calmness in the pocket that can't be taught. It can't be coached. It can't be worked on. It can't be improved. You either have that and and you only notice it when things break down and there's chaos around him. He doesn't even from, again, that first start as a rookie, he doesn't freak out and look to get rid of the ball and potentially throw it into the opposing team's hands. He stays cool. He stays calm. Uh, he throws it away when he's supposed to. He takes a sack when he's supposed to. He just doesn't make that big mistake or that big turnover. And that's been consistent since we, we started watching him play at LSU. And then you have Jamar Chase, and I guess the benefits of having somebody that you're basically the same age as, whereas, you know, Aaron has Devontae Adams. Like, we have separation in ages sometimes, but how much of a benefit is that, or is it a benefit that you have somebody who's basically learning as you're learning? Yeah, and and more importantly, the the time on task with each other. I mean, those guys, you can see it. I mean, Joe's letting the ball go before Jamar's finish, you know, breaking at the top of his route. The rhythm and timing of their natural uh, passing game together is spectacular. It looks like they've been doing it for a while together, and it's there's a reason for that. It's because they have been doing it for a while together. 
The Kansas City Chiefs last night scored five touchdowns in around 11 minutes of game time. <sighs> that's that's the Chiefs that we're used to seeing. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole first half of the season, we did not see that. We saw every uh, opposing team sit back and play coverage and play in two deep shells and force Patrick to check the ball in. And we've been hearing about it all season. And then you saw the, the transition and, and the transgression of, of Mahomes deciding, okay, I can't always look for Tyreek Hill on a deep over route and try to hit Kelsey up the seam. And he got, he's gotten better. It's developed his game. We've seen Patrick Mahomes develop more in this year than any other year of his career. And, and mm. he, there's been more development than his MVP years, than his Super Bowl years prior. He is developing more and understanding, taking what the defense has given him uh, at this stage in his career. And it's been really fun to watch. And then all of a sudden you're seeing Patrick Mahomes realize all those checkdowns I was throwing and all those getting the ball out of my hands, quick throws. Now we saw last night him getting the benefit of taking those checkdowns, which is the defense sucks up and comes up and plays those checkdowns. And you saw him hitting some of those deeper and more intermediate routes last night. I normally don't want to encourage my quarterback or hope that he runs more, but with Josh Allen, it just feels like he needs he needs to do that. Um, and, and he runs differently than Lamar Jackson does, but but it's there's something about that weapon that I, as much as I worry because he does take on contact, like how do how can you run that way and have a a, a prolonged career? Well, you don't want to take away from his strength. I mean, that is that that running ability opens up that Buffalo offense and it opens up the rest of his game. And you do not want to take that away from the guy. He's built for it. He's not 195 pounds. He's all of 240 pounds, 250 pounds, where a lot of those guys that are tackling him weigh less than him. So, you know, there's you're, you're right. I mean, there's something too. you don't want to put the franchise at risk every time he takes off past the line of scrimmage. But at the same time, that's his game. That's what got him here. That's what's got that that team this far in the playoffs. You don't want to tell him, hey, 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 we're paying you to throw it. We're not paying you to run it. You want to let him, you know, you know, maximize the strength of his game, but also be smart. And to this point, he's been smart. He's gotten down. He hasn't taken on hits. We have seen him hurdle guys and jump over guys. You can't take that away from, you, you know, you can't tell a dog not to bite those things naturally happen. And, and, you know, you don't want to see him rush for 150 yards, 15 out of 17 weeks, but you'd also don't want to tell, you know, tell him, Whoa, 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 you're, we're paying you to throw the ball. Yeah. It's just such a weapon. And, you know, when you see him run, then you go, Oh my God, that's why he runs because it's not, he doesn't like run out of desperation. It's like, he knows I'm a weapon deal with me and not that that mattered with new england i mean the way buffalo played i mean that doesn't happen to bill belichick they they threw a buffalo through a perfect game on offense yeah i mean we we don't see belichick get blown out in the first quarter ever especially against you know especially when you talk about you know two AFC East teams. I mean, those teams know each other inside and out. Yeah. Bill Belichick has been drumming the Buffalo Bills for the last 20 years. But it, I'm not going to lie. It is kind of fun to watch Belichick, you know, with his hood on, with his face <laughs> cover up, and seeing him down 21-3 to three early. I mean, that was fun. We don't get to see that very often. <laughs> well, okay. Which loss do you think more people enjoyed, the Patriots or the Cowboys? 
I think the Patriots. I mean, the, the Cowboys, we've kind of we're used to seeing an early pl- playoff exit. Um, they haven't been as dominant as the Patriots. Pa- the Patriots and Belichick have just been so dominant. I think the entire country was happy to see that. Other than the Patriot fans, obviously, I think most of, most of the U.S. was happy to see Belichick head home in the first round. All right, explain the final play for the Cowboys that Dak said they, they practice it, but do you practice it the way you're supposed to, and that is making sure that official touches the ball so you can, you know, uh, spike it. That that right there is what goes through every quarterback's head in the two-minute drill. Can I take off and run it? Can I complete this ball in bounds? Because the, the X factor in all of the games is the referee, whether you as a, a team, an organization, you know, make the game close enough to where a ref can screw it up for you and make the bad call, or you make the clock situation so close that the ref can screw it up and knock you out of the way and almost fumble the ball. I mean, that, that's why coaches harp all the time, and you're starting to see it over the last handful of years. When receivers and running backs have the ball, they are running the ball physically to the ref in a two-minute situation, gingerly handing it to the ref because most refs are going to fumble it and drop it, and their hands are cold, and they're not used to touching the ball. But that's, that's the game right now. I mean, in a two-minute situation – do we put the game in the ref's hands where the ref can make a call or throw a flag and we could win or lose off of that poor decision or right decision? And can Dak take off and run and get the ball clocked with enough time for one play left? I mean, at, at the end of the day, I, I playing for Bruce Arians in Arizona, he would always harp on it. Do not let a ref screw this for us. The refs will screw this up one way or another. Do not let them screw it up. And unfortunately, that's what happened in Dallas. Okay. The play itself. Got any problem with the play that was drawn up? No, because if it worked and there was two seconds left on the clock, it would have been brilliant and heads up. And and then, every, and, you know, had they thrown a Hail Mary for the touchdown, McCarthy would have been this genius that had been coming up with all these in-game scenarios and practicing this and that. At the end of the day, you know, it's probably not the right decision. Um, it's something you can work on and it works half the time. It doesn't work the other half. Just unfortunately, what we saw happen was it didn't work that half of the time for the, for the Cowboys. Yeah. But I wonder about this, that, um, when you're practicing are do you practice where the quarterback gives it back to the center or do you give it to the official in that moment? You've got to give it to the official because the official has to spot the ball. The center cannot spot it. So again, you're putting yourself at the ref's whim. Yeah. If the ref screws it up and fumbles it and the ball bounces, you know, 10 or 15 more yards, and then the opposing defense, if they're smart, they'll probably kick it another three or four yards and hopefully not get a penalty for that. But I just think in this day and age, you cannot put the game in the ref's hands. The game needs to be determined by the players and putting, putting yourself and your team in that situation where you then have to get up from the slide and transfer the ball from your hands to the ref, to the center, to the spot. There's too many logistics, too many things that can go wrong like we saw. Talking to Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback, his weekly appearance brought to you by LevelSelectCBD.com. Any issues with Jimmy Garoppolo? No. I mean, I think think it was really telling. At the end of the game when they, on I think it was third and eleven. They, they motioned Debo in the backfield and on third and 11 handed the ball off to a receiver tells you all you need to know about the confidence that Kyle Shanahan has <laughs> in Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, wait, but you don't have any issues with Garoppolo? 
as far as, you know, I, I think Jimmy's a nice player. I, I think he's a good player. I think the future of the San Francisco 49ers is wearing number five standing on the sidelines. Um, but, you know, that, that interception that Jimmy threw where he just, you know, that's a ball you can't miss. You, you can't be outside the pocket with nobody around you and throw the ball five feet over a guy's head in the playoffs. That, that's just, there's enough of those that have happened that tell me when I see Kyle Shanahan on third and 11 for the game, hand the ball off to a receiver, that's the amount of confidence he has in Jimmy G. And he knows he's a good enough coach and that that team is well, you know, there's good enough players on defense. There's good enough players surrounding Jimmy on offense that he can get away with it. But we can all see the future of the San Francisco 40, 49ers, and that's in Trey Lance. Handicap Cardinals Rams tonight. What's it come down to? Well, I just think ever since DeAndre Hopkins has been on the sideline with a knee injury, everything's been different. Um, the first couple times, uh, you know, when, when DeAndre's in the lineup, the, the first time the, the Cardinals played the Rams, it wasn't even close. The, the Cardinals drummed the Rams. This time it's just different. Since, since we've seen DeAndre, uh, we have not seen that security blanket. We have not seen the same the explosive offense that we're used to seeing. The Cardinals are, are good enough on defense. They do have enough game wreckers, guys like Chandler Jones, Buda Baker on defense to make a game-changing play. Um, but I'm not going to lie, I am concerned about my cards. I, I, I don't like us without DeAndre. I have not seen enough explosiveness on offense without DeAndre. And I'm, I'm unfortunately, uh, I'm unfortunately seeing the, the Rams go into go on and win this game and then probably go to, go to uh, Green Bay next week. I think they go to Tampa. I, th- I think the winner goes to Tampa. That okay. Niners are going to Green Bay. Okay, even, even better. Um, but yeah, I just, don't, I just don't see the firepower. I don't see – Kyler has not been the same player. He has not uh, been as dominant. He has not thrown for as many yards. They have not scored as many points since DeAndre has been out of the lineup. And I don't know if they can get past the Rams tonight. Playoff wins in the last 25 seasons. Jake DeLome, five. Trent Dilfer, five. Mark Sanchez, four. Brad Johnson, four. Colin Kaepernick, four. Dallas Cowboys, three. <laughs> Ouch. 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 You know, I, I watched uh, Jerry Jones' press conference after the game, and I don't know what's going to happen with McCarthy. I mean, th- this he said it after the game. This is one of the most – depressing losses that he's seen his Cowboys have in as long as he can remember. We all know he's quick with the trigger on, on coaches. We all know he always thinks the grass is greener with another coach. He said it. I mean, when the owner comes out and says, we've got great players, we've got a great talent of pool of players here. That is a direct finger point right between the eyes of the head coach. So I think these next 48, 72 hours are going to be interesting to see what happens in, in Dallas. But if you're Dak, do you have to go to bat for your head coach? I think so. I mean, Dak had a successful year. Dak played well. Dak put up great numbers. Um, and McCarthy's an offensive guy. And, and I know Kellen Moore's calling the plays, but everything is flowing through game plan-wise through McCarthy. So, you know, I, I, think, I think you'll see Dak. That's the type of player he is. That's the type of teammate he is. He's always had his coaches back, I think, I think Dak will have some nice things to say about McCarthy. But at the end of the day, there's one guy making choices in Dallas, and that's Jerry Jones. Thank you, Carson. We'll talk to you next week.
Thanks, Dan. That's Carson Palmer brought to you by the CBD Trusted by Professional Athletes. Level Select CBD provides targeted relief, helps treat everyday discomfort when you need it the most. LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30. That will give you $30 off your entire order. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. The uh, playoff wins in the last 25 seasons, courtesy of ESPN. Delhi in Chicago. Hi, Delhi. Thanks for holding. Best and worst of the weekend. Oh, it's my pleasure, Dan. I got my best of the weekend is realizing that I have a chance to win the Mercedes-Benz van. Okay. And the worst of the weekend is I won't be able to take the trip with Wheaton and stink it up. Okay. With with the funny stuff. Oh, oh, okay. All right. A little medicinal uh, marijuana there Delhi's bringing with him. (laughs) Seton's not allowed to take any guests. I've, I've been told that it's just Seton and the French kid going cross-country. Now, he's going to do meet-and-greets. There's going to be tour stops along the way. <laughs> and when are you guys planning the trip so I can let people know so they can plan accordingly? We're currently planning it right now. Okay. But you have, what, six stops along the way? At least. Okay. Yeah, Paul. I was invited to a high-level planning meeting for the trip the other day just because I'm you know road trip type guy. It was fascinating, the stuff we are talking about. It. Like... What about the brewery factor? Ooh, the whole room. How do we maximize the amount of breweries they visit? Mm. What about the barbecue factor in the Kansas City, St. Louis area? The room for cheeseburgers here. Okay, yeah, let's put that down. It's fascinating. It's a. (laughs) Is it a foodie trip? It's turning into one for sure. Okay, for sure. Because people very, very proud of the certain eating establishments. A lot of recommendations for where I should be eating. Yeah, you know who I would talk to? Guy Fieri. Diners, drive-ins, and downs. Okay. I can reach out to Guy and see if uh, he can, if you give me the cities where you're going to stop in, and then I can let you know if Guy has you know, been through there. Yeah, right on. He probably has been. Triple. For some reason, I thought of Wright Thompson, too. I mean, like, man, I bet he's a good road trip guy. Mm. Yeah, Paul. We were, I was trying to schedule help schedule Seton's meals. I'm like, you know, if you stop in uh, Happy Valley, there's probably some good food near Penn State. He's like, yeah, <laughs> Penn State. And then we're like, in Akron, Ohio, they've got to be, they got to be known for some type of food. Mm. It was like a real meeting. Like, okay, Akron. Mm. Mm. Okay, are we doing steaks here, or is this barbecue? Okay, no, it's steaks. All right, yeah. Uh, Drake in Florida. Hey, Drake, what's on your mind today? Hey, bud. Hey. No, I got a best and worst of the weekend. Um, of course, the best is the Cowboys losing, but the major best is finally hearing from Shay. Man, I missed that guy. <laughs> Oh, it's been two years, and thank you, Drake. And and if you missed, uh, Shay and Irving called in. Now, I, I text, I correspond with him occasionally. But yesterday I reached out because I just had a feeling that he was going to be beside himself, if that's possible. And he said, I'm so mad, I so angry, I can't even see straight. And I thought, do I tap into that anger for content for the program? And I said, yeah, Todd, why don't you reach out and see if Shay wants to join us. And uh, we'll put that on the newsletter. Or, or if you're listening to the podcast, but we'll, uh, we'll have Shay's phone call there. And yes, it was everything you thought it would be, and then some. Last call for phone calls. We're back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Bengals will be at the Titans. That'll be on Saturday. Niners at the Packers on Saturday. 8-15 Saturday night. Niners, Packers. Can you check the weather for Green Bay for Saturday night, Pauling? Yes. The, the winner of the Rams-Cardinals will go to Tampa Bay. That will be on Sunday. Bills at the Chiefs will be on Sunday as well. Yes, Pauling. I got, um, let's start, 49ers at Packers, game time temperature right now is 21 degrees, mm. which is no big deal in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. That is balmy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other ones, Bills at Chiefs right now, 30 in snow, but that's a few days away. Okay. All right. Last call for phone calls. Anybody have the Cardinals tonight? Oh, oh. oh man. Uh. Doesn't feel like much of a home game for the Rams. Yeah. Especially with Phoenix being that close. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of red in there. Can well, I pick neither team? No, you got to pick somebody. Ugh. It just, uh, it feels like the Rams have all this star power. And Arizona doesn't have, does Arizona have enough offense? That's what I'm curious about. And how good is the Arizona D? Like, it feels like you got a couple of playmakers with the Rams on defense, and I love that. Offensively, it, you got Cooper Cup, and you got Odell, you got Cam Akers. I mean, it feels like the Rams should be favored by more than three and a half. Because if this was in Arizona, would the Rams be favored by half a point? Is J.J. Watt back? Oh, J.J. Oh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a strip sack, too, just like my brother did. The better his brother plays, the healthier he gets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Nolan in North Carolina. Hi, Nolan. What's on your mind today? Jeez, Danny, you had me sweating there for a minute. I didn't think I was going to get on. Uh, so let's do, uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit for this best and worst of the weekend. Instead of identifying my best and my worst, I'm going to give you a synopsis of my weekend, and then you guys can decide on your own what you feel like the best and worst part was. So in North Carolina, I flew up to uh, surprise my best friend for his birthday. Just to then surprise him again with uh, Bill's tickets. Went to the game Saturday, made the trek from Rochester to Buffalo. Uh, got there at 2 o'clock, tailgated all the way till 8 and sub-zero degree wind chill. Uh, had absolutely fantastic time at the game. Uh, obviously came out on top. And then after the game, decided to stick around and tailgate till about 2 in the morning, where <laughs> yep, you guessed that I uh, missed my flight at 7 in the morning. Um, we then uh, made the trek back to Rochester because there are absolutely no flights. Uh, anywhere with a snowstorm. Uh, we had a great day um, uh, involving uh, heavy Sunday scaries, uh, a lot of double IPAs, and then ended it with a vicious garbage plate from uh, Fairport Hots. Um, I then woke up early this morning, uh, got a flight to Charlotte, where my buddy picked me up, and we're still on 74 right now, headed to Wilmington, where I've stopped uh, at just about every single fast food restaurant to unleash, you guessed it, absolute fury. <laughs> Thank you, Dolan. That is a full weekend right there. Uh, I love that he missed his flight. I did that when I visited. I went to Southern Illinois and did a a, a game, a play-by-play. And it was Murray State against uh, Southern Illinois. That's the first time I met Paulie. He was a student there. And I remember we went to a party after the game. And then I had to go from Southern Illinois up to Chicago and I had to drive. I got to I got to the gate in plenty of time. I fell asleep oh. and the flight left. You know, when you wake up 
and you look around and you know you're in trouble. I just went, oh, bleep. And I, there was a woman there at the gate and I go, uh, when did the flight leave? <laughs> she goes, oh, that left a long time ago. And I go, nobody woke me up. <laughs> yeah, Paul. That's what SIU will do to you, Dan. Yeah. We've taken down some biggies before. Oh, uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see. George in Ohio. Hi, George. Then we'll do uh, this day in sports history. Hi, George. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, the best would be a great win by the Bengals. Yep. Uh, I'm uh, I'm glad their uh, pick for uh, number one quarter, their draft pick for the number one quarterbacks working out for them. Uh, the Browns' uh, pick for number one uh, still in question. Uh, I'm going to say uh, in the worst we're still picking on the Cowboys. I believe they used all their timeouts for the 49ers' yeah. final drive. Yeah. I thought that didn't make any sense to me. Have a good one, guys. All righty. Thank you, George. Well, they were trying to make sure that the 49ers didn't run out the clock. And they got the ball back. I mean, they – whatever, you know, however they uh, orchestrated this, or at least their thought process, they did carry it out that you stopped them, you got the ball back – and you had a couple of penalties that really hurt you. And even the last play that was called, if you, if you spike it, now you're throwing it from 24, 25 yards, and that's a lot different than throwing it from 50 yards. I understand all that, but it didn't work out that way. This day in sports history, Paul. Uh, Time Magazine, 1972, Roger Staubach and Bob Greasy were on the cover advance of the uh, Super Bowl. 1995, the Los Angeles Rams announced they would be moving to St. Louis. That was 1995. Mm. 99, the Atlanta Falcons beat the Vikings. Ooh, tough one for the Vikings to advance to the Super Bowl for the first time in the team history. 99. 1988 on this date. Todd, you know what happened on this date, 1988? I don't. I, sounds like I should. That was when uh, Ernest Biner fumbled at the three-yard oh. line and the Broncos beat the Cleveland Browns 38-33. But if, you're not a Bronco fan, Todd, so that's... <laughs> a Bronco fan would know the drive and then the fumble would be on this date. <laughs> nice, very nice. Thank you, Todd. That was a beautiful uh, day in Denver. Yeah, it was. Not uh, for Ernest Biner. No, it was not. Ernest Biner. Final results of the poll question. Which is worse, losing in a devastating fashion in the first round of the playoffs, 70%, and just missing the playoffs, 30%. Uh, make sure you go to uh, danpatrick.com. We got uh, a Green Bay-inspired T-shirt. We have a Bengals-inspired T-shirt on there. A few other surprises there. We have so many T-shirts that uh, Seton and uh, company come up with that, you know, I have to go to the website because I got to keep up to date with what's going on. Also, Penny's Bang Biscuits, uh, we have them uh, at danpatrick.com. Todd, what did you learn on today's award-nominated program? You're not so sure how many tangibles you have with Mac Jones. He doesn't have a strong arm. Isn't particularly athletic either. Yeah, I know. We keep talking about intangibles. I like tangibles. I just do. Occasionally a good tangible. Seaton, what did you learn today? Carson Palmer thinks Jimmy G is a nice quarterback. Nice quarterback. That's not a compliment. Uh, Paulie, what did you learn? We've all locked our keys in our car, some worse than others. Todd, what did I learn today? You learned, we all learned, Shane Irving wants Mike McCarthy to go back to the basement. Adios, fat man. Let's just say portly. Come on. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. Size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready for anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets. Todd, hope you feel better. Thank you. (laughs) So sincere. I love it. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the football.